Hey friends, welcome to the very first episode of the H&H Hour. Yay! My name is Heather. And I'm Heidi. And we're sisters. And if you could see a picture of us right now, you would probably giggle a little bit um, because we're sitting on my couch with um, our microphone on a pillow and my laptop case just to keep it steady because this is our office right now. Yeah. So very real. We're drinking hot drinks because it's freezing cold outside and we got our first snow we got some snow Um, and we're so excited to bring this hour to you our goal is to bring this to you a couple times a month to begin with Um, we're both super busy mamas and we homeschool our kids and um, we have a lot going on but this is something that are we're passionate about and we want to just talk a little bit about why we're doing this and to give you some background and to make you feel like you're a part of this. We are doing this for you, for our listeners, for our friends, for the women and the men out there who just need to remember that ordinary life is awesome yes, and important yes. and that you are valuable. Um, so this is called the H&H Hour. If you haven't figured it out already, it's because I'm Heather and she's Heidi. <laughs> and we um and we're gonna hang with you for one hour one hour yeah, yeah. get it the <laughs> H and yeah. H hour so and our tagline is this beautifully ordinary life and we think that a lot of you and we feel this way too mm-hmm. sometimes feel like our lives are just ordinary and I emphasize that we're just we feel like we haven't accomplished anything huge Maybe you haven't started a non nonprofit, or you haven't written a book, or you... You're not uh, a famous preacher. Right. Or screenwriter. You just feel ordinary. Yeah. But we just want to highlight the beauty of that and um, how God can use that in your life. So mm-hmm. we're going to kick this off and um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be good. We like, we like adventure and change and different, but some of those words don't fit into motherhood and the daily grind of being home with littles and wiping noses and getting drinks and making breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, 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 snacks. I mean, let's just be honest. Do you, would you ever right now describe your life as adventurous? No. Okay, what would be a word that you might use to describe your li- your daily life, like your normal daily life? Yeah, I be honest. Yeah, I'm I'm let me think here. I would say um monotonous, boring and comes to mind um, sometimes. <laughs> like pretty scheduled. <laughs> yeah. You know, the same mm-hmm. every day. And don't get me wrong, like I love my kids. Yeah. I mean, I I have two little boys and a little girl, and I love them so much. Yeah. And I know you do too, your little guy and your little girl. But adventurous is not something that would come to mind. Right. Very right. ordinary. It does. And and but it is it's beautifully ordinary. Yeah. And that's it is. why this fits so perfectly. Yeah. I think. And I think so many listeners are listeners are gonna be able to relate because mm-hmm. I think they're right there with mm-hmm. us. Like they could sit in this room with us on this microphone. Right. And chime in and we would be like, yes, we agree. Yes. Well, and that's what I'm so excited about is I think we're going to be able to highlight some of these ordinary people, yes, if you will, um, and bring them on and have them tell their stories and what is ordinary in their life, but where they found the beauty in it. Yeah. And the way that they've seen God use the ordinary. Um, and I think when we stop and, and we actually recognize I like to say the boring things in our lives, what we would label as boring, but then when we actually see how God's using them and working in us and through us, um, there's, there really is so much beauty in that. Yeah. So I'm, we're really excited about this and we hope that by listening, you will be encouraged, you will be uplifted, that you won't feel, um, like you're just ordinary, but that you will feel like you're beautifully ordinary and that God is going to use you. And I think the very cool thing, Heather, is that we're going to get the opportunity to invite some of our beautifully ordinary listeners, our friends, mm-hmm. onto this hour with us yep. to discuss things that are specific to them, mm-hmm. but yet inclusive to so many of us. Right. 
And I'm excited for that. I, I can't wait for that. I feel like the list is already a mile long. It is. Of people we could bring on. It is. I mean, we have a list. We've already asked some fun guests to come on. Yeah. And um, and to talk about some real life issues too. We're going to have fun. Yes. Of course, because always fun. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about some hard things. Yeah. We're going to talk about loss. Yeah. Um, you and I have both lost children yeah. through miscarriage. Yeah. And that's... Um, that's a subject that doesn't get talked about a lot. Right. It's it's something that has happened to many, many, many women, mm-hmm. parents. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to talk about being confident yeah. in who God made you to be. <laughs> Come on. That's a good one. We're going to talk about parenting. We're yeah. going to talk about um, marriage. Mm-hmm. That's always a fun one. Yeah. What it means to value your spouse and be yeah. your spouse's number one encourager and and what it means to get through the times that you don't feel like you're each other's biggest fans or wait a minute that doesn't ever happen <laughs> well maybe not to you it does to me <laughs> no my husband's amazing but I, all of us if we're married mm-hmm. if you've been married for more than about 24 hours <laughs> right you've probably hit a tiny little road bump somewhere yeah or a large pothole um and and that's okay. I think it's good for us to talk about the hard times so that people don't just think that everyone else has it together except right. for us, except right. for them. Right. You know? Well, let's just be honest. People really look at your social media, at anyone's social media, and they think your life is perfect. Right. Or you have the perfect marriage, or yeah. your husband never makes you angry, or you never lose your temper with your kids, or you make the perfect Pinterest meals. Right. And that's just not the case. That your outfit of the day is just fab all the time. Wait a minute. My outfit the outfit <laughs> of the day is like leggings and... Comfy sweatshirt? Yes. Yes. And hallelujah if you got a shower. Uh, yes. Totally. <laughs> so, uh, let's stop looking at social media yeah. as a measurement for how we're doing in our lives. Yeah, because that's the highlight reel. Yeah. That's not... And that's great. That's not reality, though. No, it's All the not. time. No. And I, th- I think it's so great to be able to put that positive, uplifting, fun, good stuff on social media because, like, I want to look through and see positive, uplifting things from my friends. Right. I don't want them to put their woe is me, drag me down all the time. Oh, no. Heck no. I scroll right past those negative mellies. I do, too. Yeah. But we all know that those real moments do happen in life. Yes. And so given us... This gives us the space to talk about those things. Yeah. Some of our friends to come on to talk about Mm -hmm. those things. And then to learn not just to talk about them, but to learn how to tackle them and Mm -hmm. move past them. Right. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think so. Okay, let's talk about our kids for just a minute. Yeah. Because I know we can't make this the the kid hour. No. Because it's not. No. We kick them out of the house. Don't worry. (laughs) They're with very capable caregivers. Thank you, Grandma. But let's just introduce, for those that maybe don't know us in our yeah. everyday lives, let's yeah. introduce them. So I'll go ahead and start. Sure. Um, my kids are Bennett. He will be 10. Lord have mercy. Good grief. Where did those 10 years go? I don't know. He will be 10 in um, like 15 days. Oh. So that's a little bit crazy. I told my husband last night that we've had him in our home longer now than what we have left with him. If he goes to school when he's 18. So. Oh, major cry face emoji. Oh, yeah. We, we both had a little sob session last night about that. Um, and then Juliet is, she turned seven yesterday. She's so, stunning. She's so fun. She's spunky and brings a lot of life into our family. So yeah. those are our two kids. And actually, I get a lot of grief from a lot of people in my life. Not you. No. You don't give me any grief for I this. Don't. But some of my other siblings... <laughs> Give me lots of grief for not having more kids. Yeah. But you know what? It's okay. Right now, God has put two in our family, and we're perfectly happy with that. And our family feels that this moment feels complete. The interesting thing about those siblings that give you grief are the ones that have yet to start their little plethora of children. This is true. And so we'll let them have two and then chime in on how they feel raising two children is. Right. Well, part of the reason I only have two is because I feel like I'm still raising some of them. Yes. So... <laughs> and my kiddos, um, I have Crosley, who is five. He's our little miracle baby. That's we're have to another tell, podcast. Yeah, we're going to have to tell that story sometime. But um, five years ago, this very month, in fact, 
let's see, today's the 5th. 6th. 6th. So five days ago, he was in surgery and God saved his life. And that was incredible. Um, I just, I can't ever look at him without seeing God's great sovereign mercy over his physical life. And so that's so awesome. He's got the biggest smile on any little face I've ever seen. Oh, he totally does. Yeah. Such a sweet boy. Crosman. And then there's Wilder Isaac. And he is fun and spunky. He's two. And some days I remind myself that I did, in fact, choose to name him Wilder. (laughs) Yes, you did. Um, And my brother-in-law says that I should have named him, like, Peaceful. Yeah. Or something. He's, He's rambunctious. He is, but he's so funny. He's hilarious. He keeps me laughing. He's your little jester. Yeah. And then Collins, little Collins girl, Jesus decided that it would be fun and humorous and uplifting to surprise us with her in May. <laughs> you weren't planning that one? Um, I'll be honest. It took me about four months to feel like I was on board with God's plan. Yeah. Um, but now, and I look at her, she's got a full head of hair and these darling deep blue eyes and she never cries and she always smiles she and is I'm like so the perfect glad baby. she's mine she is she, she really is i know if i could get one just like her i would i might have another one i told mom that exact thing the other day <laughs> but you're not guaranteed a perfect no. third born i mean you were a third born well case in point right here <laughs> uh, and mom and dad still had more they did they did but that's true so no, those are our children. And the coolest thing about our kids, so I have three, Heather has two. We come from a large family. We're, one of, we're two of seven siblings, but um, our kids are like siblings to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they get to see each other almost every day yeah, in some capacity, mm-hmm. every other day at the most. And so we're just really doing life together. And I think that's great coming from a big family. I loved having lots of siblings. Heather, I know you did. Yeah, for sure. And um, so our kids kind of get that. They're Mm -hmm. in small families, but they get that feel of big family. Yeah, they even bicker like siblings. Yeah, they do. They love each other so fiercely. Yes. Which is great. Yeah. So, And then we have two awesome husbands. We have to give a shout out to them because, I mean, we pretty much got the best of the best. Yeah, we did. They're amazing. So Sorry, friends. They are taken. (laughs) (laughs) They've been taken a while. Let's just be honest. Deep breaths. We've been married longer than I want to admit. This is true. No, it's so good though, isn't it? How long have you been married, Heather? 16? Yeah, it'll be 17 years in March. Yeah. So we also just talked about the fact that we have now been together longer than we haven't. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Oh, I feel old. So we've been together (laughs) for 18 years. Wow. And... Yeah, just we're right at that, like right at that middle point where it's it's just barely over. That's so awesome. I know. And it's still good. Your marriage is still so good, better than ever. It really is. Honestly, it is. It's like, it's not perfect. Right. I mean, we have, we definitely have our moments and our things that we struggle with, but it is, it is better now at almost 17 years than it was on day one. And even on like day two or year two or year five it was good then but it's even better now because I think we've learned how to um we've learned each other's strengths and weaknesses Mm -hmm. and we've learned how to communicate better with each other and when you communicate I mean communication is everything everything uh, in in every area of life like that's a whole a whole hour in itself but um I would definitely say that we are we are at a better place in our marriage now after 17 years than we were even at the beginning so and I just don't take that for granted right that's something you have to keep yeah. keep being aware of and keep working at so yeah. and you've been married for 12 years 13 years in May and my husband is Kip it's funny when he says his name on an intercom mm-hmm. like at Starbucks um for some reason everyone thinks his name is Jeff Jeff he- so he's like Kip and they say okay Jeff we'll see you at the window <laughs> Every time. And so when he says, yeah, my name is Kip, we have to follow it up with K-I-P-P. So you spell it all the time? All the time. I love the story from early on in your marriage when one of your friends, you and one of your friends would text and it would always, it was when texting was newish. Yes. And it would autocorrect his name. To lips. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. 
So you guys oh, called him that. We did. For we the called him lips. Because then you had to backspace and retype it. Right. And so it would correct it. it. Yeah. So he is a man of multiple names. Jeff, Kip, Lips. I prefer Kip. <laughs> yeah. No, he's a great guy. I He's my best friend. He's my biggest fan. Um, and he's been a big advocate of us kicking this off. You know, he said, hey, let's make this happen. Let's mm-hmm. hire babysitters. Yeah. Let's get you guys, you guys, it's time to sit and record and yeah. dream and bring friends alongside you to, to have this unfold and to let God open up this door. And so that's cool. Thank you, honey. Yeah. Thanks, babe. We have, to, you know, probably at least three people will listen. Mm-hmm. Our husbands and our mom. Right. And so our biggest fans. Yeah. Three people is great. We already know we have three listeners. Yeah. And we have to give a shout out to our little sister, Holly, too. Yes. Our third H. Our third H. She actually designed our logo for us. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because we started recording and she literally, like the minute we turned on the recording button, she texted us about it and she sent us um, the our logo in the correct format. So it was like she was, (laughs) I think we need to tell them about the cloud. Oh, yeah. So... Heather and I have this thing where she was born four years ahead of me. And I'm pretty sure that Mm -hmm. God allowed some DNA to remain in the womb. And then when I was born four years later, something is a part of me as if we were twins. Yeah. Because we have these bizarre moments where we do the exact same thing at the exact same time in our own homes. Yeah. And our husbands just like roll their eyes at us. We say the same thing all the time. We make the same meals for dinner on the same exact night. Even if we haven't served roasted Brussels sprouts in a month, we both do them the same night. And this isn't like one or two times. It's all, all the, time. the time. Every day, all the time. Yes. And so we've started to reference it as like, you're in the cloud. Mm-hmm. And it happens so, so often. And our little sister Holly is also in the cloud. She's just a few years behind us. Well, so. she is substantially younger. She's 10 years younger than me. Yes. 14 years younger than you. Oh, my goodness. The most darling version of all of us. <laughs> I know. She's like you and me put together, like all the good parts of us yes. put together. Then you get Holly. But I think the reason for that is we decided we would pray for a little sister mm-hmm. when we were young. Yep. And our parents assured us they were done having children. And we just really wanted a sister. We wanted to have our own little real life baby doll. Yeah. And so we prayed, Mm -hmm. and then mom and dad were shocked one night to tell us that they were pregnant. We were not surprised. No, we knew God was going to give us a sister. We knew instantly it was a girl. And sure enough, there she came. She was a girl, and we named her Holly. She's incredible. So shout out to her for designing our awesome logo, which you can find on Instagram. We're at the H&H Hour on Instagram. Find us there. And you can follow Heidi on Instagram. Are you Heidi L. Bennett? Heidi Bennett. (laughs) Oh, wow. Bennett is our maiden name. Heidi L. Bolt. I'm just Heidi Bolt. Heidi Bolt. Yep. Heidi Bolt. Real easy. B as in boy. O-L-T as in Tom. Heidi Bolt. Heidi Bennett. Where did that come from? Well, you knew me as Heidi Bennett for 21 years, so... It's okay. You're only 12 years behind. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It's that. You're getting old, Heather. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm just Heidi Bolt. And then Heather. Are you just Heather Taves? No, I'm Heather E. The E stands for Elizabeth Taves. And if you look at my last name, it looks like Heather E. Toes. Yeah, it does. T-O-E-W-S. But it's pronounced Taves. Yeah. So I have people that have known me for years that still don't know how to say my last name. And they say Heather Toes. But that's okay. Yeah, that, that is okay. So find us on Instagram. And follow us there. Yeah. And Heidi, I think we should um, share a little bit about the last week, what has happened, because that was definitely not what we had planned for our first podcast. But I think when something like that happens in ordinary life that becomes extraordinary, um, you have to talk about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, Okay, so I'll just, I'll kind of run through the story real quick and you can jump in as you want. Yeah. Well, last Wednesday morning, we were... The kids and I were having a, a great morning. And about four days before that, I'd made a decision to be very intentional about making sure I got to spend some time with Jesus each morning. Just being honest with three kids that are five and under, um, mornings are a bit hectic, hectic, and they start early. 
like 5.15 is usually the wake up call from the little two. And so I just kind of started going, man, I've got to get this in the morning because otherwise my day just does not go well. Mm -hmm. And so I did four days in a row, just even a few minutes. And each day God just was so awesome. And he just spoke these little nuggets to me that carried me through my day. And I had four really phenomenal days, not a coincidence. So Wednesday hits and I realized I was going to have about 30 minutes before I needed to start school with the kids and I'd already had a great morning and everyone was fed and dressed and happy and so I just thought, hey, let me just run to the basement. Let me work out real quick for a little bit. It'll energize me. I'll feel great. I had a baby six months ago, so I'm trying to get back on track with everything and um, so I threw my socks on and I realized my tennis shoes were down in the basement or in the garage. So I was holding our infant and I went to go down our up, our upstairs steps and I had socks on and I slipped on the very top step and my feet went out from under me mm. and hit really hard and then took the whole flight of steps on my back, um, hit the bottom, my daughter is screaming at the top of her lungs I'm terrified thinking that she's severely injured Mm -hmm. and I could not move or breathe and I just I laid there for a second uh the the wind knocked out of me could not catch my breath she's on top of me screaming and I knew in that minute that potentially something was very very wrong because you could feel that something was wrong or just in your in your head and your heart like you thought like something is drastically wrong well I could feel it there was a severe pain in my back like Mm -hmm. as if I had landed on a knife like a knife had been stabbed through my back yeah and I couldn't catch my breath so there was that panic right um my little boys were in the other room so of course they hear the noise I'm gasping for air cannot get any words out and my five-year-old a week or two previous, we had talked about what to do in an emergency, mm. how to how to call, who to call, what to do. So he instantly grabbed my phone and said, Mom, I'll call Dad. So he tried calling Kip, and um, Kip was already at work. It was 830, yeah. and so Kip didn't answer. So he immediately said, I'll try Heather. And his auntie Heather, she lives two and a half, three minutes down the road from me. Five minutes if you are driving the speed limit yes. and you hit lights. Yeah. Right. And um, he called Heather and did you answer on the first no, ring? No, I, I tried, but I couldn't get to it quick enough. Yeah. Like I had my phone in my hand and it was ringing. Well, it was quacking yes. because our ring for each other is a duck quack. Quack, quack, quack. <laughs> so my phone was quacking and I, I hit answer and it, I missed it. So I called him right back. Okay. But the funny thing was, if I can interrupt for just a second, yeah. is that he had called me twice earlier this in the morning yes like really early and I text you saying disregard it's Crosley trying to see if Jules can play yeah and and you said we had a talk about he has to ask me before he calls because Crosley just likes to call and check in right um and that's awesome we love it when he does that so I kind of thought that it was just Crosley calling back again right so when I called him back I said hey buddy or hey and he said Heather Mom fell down the steps with Collins. And I said, and he was, it was, he was real calm, but he was really quiet. And I said, your mom fell down the steps with Collins? And my son Bennett was at the island in our kitchen and he jumps up and he's like, Jules, get in the car right now. Um, and I said, we'll be right there. We'll be right there, Cross. And so we flew out the door. We were all still in our pajamas. We flew out the door and I drove the fastest I've ever driven in my entire life yeah. through a neighborhood. You were probably pretty nervous. I didn't know if you were unconscious. Yeah. I didn't know what I was going to find when I got there. And so um, Jules said, Mom, is the police going to stop us? And I said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they stop us. Um, but we got your house in probably probably three minutes from the time that Cross called. Yeah. And he was standing at your big picture window waiting yeah. to see us pull in and came and let us in the back door. And, and then I came around the steps and you were at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah, still laying there. Still laying there. I with- propped myself up by then. Yep. Yep. But I was still very short of breath. And yeah. Collins had stopped crying. She, she was looking around like a she was happy. doll. Yeah. But I couldn't. I was in such severe pain. I couldn't even hold her well. Yeah. I was holding her on my left side. Yeah. 
But you just um, the, your first words were take take her, make sure she's okay. Yeah. So I took the baby and just checked her out, and she was fine. She's right. I mean, by that point, I knew like, hey, I'm not paralyzed. I can move. Right. Um, but I couldn't breathe. Yeah. I couldn't catch my breath. I could get about a third of a breath out, and that was making me feel panicked. You know, just not being able to breathe, and I knew something was very wrong in my back because I I couldn't. It just hurt so bad, like excruciatingly bad. Yeah. And um, in the meantime, Kip had called back, mm-hmm. and Crosley had told him that I fell, and so he said, I'm on my way, and he asked, do I need to call for an ambulance? And I I could only get whispers out, so I just whispered, no, just come home. And then I told Crosley to call him back and say, "Don't you don't need to come home. You can work. Heather's coming. And <laughs> he's like, hon, you fell down the steps. Of course I'm coming home. Yeah. So he came home and, um, I, you know, you got me to the couch and mm-hmm. I was, I, I kind of, it kind of feels a little blurry, but I, I was just trying to recoup and trying to breathe and. Yeah. We were just trying to figure out what the next step was. If yeah. we needed to take you into the hospital. Right. You'd broken a rib before. And so you knew that it sort of felt similar. Right. To that pain. Right. So in the meantime, Heather called mom. Maybe you text her and said you you yeah. probably need to come over. And so yeah, it was just kind of a busy busyness. And Kip came home. He was pretty concerned, but um, he's awesome. He's such a good caregiver, and yeah. he just helped take make sure everything was okay. And so I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. Um, we decided not to go in. I was I'm pretty tough, so I thought I can shake this off. I'm sore. I'm in a ton of pain, but this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. Um, Mom decided she would stay for the day, help take care of the kids. I ended up going to bed, putting some ice on it, just trying to sleep it off. Um, you couldn't even move. I mean, you. I couldn't move. You're still nursing Collins, and you were having difficulty even holding her to do that. Uh, yeah, so I it couldn't. Was, I would, it was pretty bad. It was. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Yeah. Um. So much later that night, we decided that it would be wise to get some X-rays. So we actually, our friend is a chiropractor, so we went to his office, he took some x-rays, and it was kind of hard to tell. The x-rays weren't super clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember thinking that as he was looking at them that they didn't seem real clear. He said, man, I don't know, it seems like maybe nothing's broken, but the amount of swelling makes it hard to really see. Mm-hmm. So we weren't really sure, even leaving. He kind of suggested that, like, maybe you should go ahead and go in and get a chest X-ray and an MRI mm. since you can't breathe. He was yeah. pretty concerned about that. Yeah, because you couldn't um, get deep breaths, right? It no. was just real short, it was like, shallow breaths. Yeah, shallow, panicky, like, panting almost. And um, I'm a little stubborn when it comes to getting care for myself, so I ended up deciding that I wanted to go home. I know hospitals aren't real restful, so I wanted to go home and just kind of try to sleep it off. So... Um, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, um, I was just home and trying to sleep it off. Yeah. And my precious mom, she stayed with us from Wednesday night on. She's a rock star. She spent the night. She literally got up in the night, brought the baby to my bed so she could nurse, would come back to my room to take the baby back to her bed, cared for the boys, cared for me, did the laundry, picked up the toys a billion times, made us food. I mean, just constantly serving to the point where on day two, she had severe back pain from doing all the work, from holding oh, the baby, Yeah, you know, and then yeah. I was feeling guilty and oh. um, Kip was a trooper. It was just a really rough week. Um, Heather jumped in and cared for the kids a couple of days and Holly took the boys to the kids' museum to play with them and played in the snow with them at grandma's house just to get yeah. them out of our four walls and... Um, it was very trying. I, I felt like I wasn't exactly sure what the next steps were going to be. There were quite a few times where I almost had Kip take me to the hospital because I felt like something was really wrong. Right. Like I couldn't, I just couldn't breathe. So I ended up getting on some pain meds so that um, I could get my breathing under control. So the pain was a little subsided and I was able to start breathing better, which yeah. made me feel better, which made me sleep better. Right. So then Sunday morning rolled around and I really wanted to go to church and Kip just said, you know, I think it's going to be best if you stay home and rest. I think you're going to exert too much energy. So I said, okay, I was submissive <laughs> and decided <laughs> to take his wisdom. It was probably very wise. Yeah. And um, I, I don't want to make this sound too crazily spiritual, but I was laying in bed 
Sunday morning and it was super quiet because mom had taken the kids to church and our, our little girl was in bed sleeping. And um, I wrote this in my journal that I talked about how I'd slipped on the top step while holding Collins. We fell down the full, slight, um, the full flight, that I had a severe back injury, maybe broken ribs, but I was just thanking Jesus that Collins was unharmed. Mm. And I wrote this. I said, I'm laying in bed in complete silence all alone. The series at church right now is starting and it's called Silence. Mm. I said, I cannot recall the last time I experienced true silence. And then I just wrote this, Lord, quiet my loud, speak to me, align my soul to you. And I felt like he told me this, Heather. It makes me a little emotional. I felt like he said, I formed you, meaning women, hmm. from ribs. Yeah. Yours have now been broken front to back. Because you broke yours. Yeah, when I was when pregnant, you were pregnant with, Crosley. with Crosley in the front, right? Six years ago. Okay. This seventh year beginning is my healing of you mm. fully. Mm. Simply listen and obey. And then I felt Psalm 3-3 come across my mind, which I know is, but you, O Lord, are a shield about me, mm. the glory and the lifter of my head. So good. So I wrote all that down and I fell asleep. And... Um, now fast forward to last night yesterday I started to feel a little bit better it was the first day off my pain medicine Mm -hmm. but I'd still say my pain was at a 7 in fact my sweet brother-in-law who's a physician's assistant stopped by was upstairs kind of checking in on me and he said how's your pain and I said probably a 7 which is such a huge improvement right you know and he's like okay how's your breathing from a 10 to a 7 yeah how's your breathing I said it's getting there um so then last night, my husband had to be in Chicago on business all day. So mom was at the house still. And I felt like I had a little energy. So I said, mom, I'm going to go sit by the bathtub and let the boys bathe. You know, they can climb in and out on their own. So I don't have to lift, but I'm just going to sit there and be with them and spend some time with them. And right. she was hesitant, but let me do it. And um, so I was up there. And as we were up there, the boys were playing and we had worship music playing and so many people have been praying for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, my sweet little boy who's five, Crosley, I had said, Crosley, I just, I really need Jesus to heal me. Yeah. And he said, he will. <laughs> just not even a question. Yeah, he just knew he, it. He will. Yeah. I said, you're right, he will. So that was a couple of days previous. And Wilder was standing up in the tub. And I said, Wilder, sit down. You're going to slip, honey. Over and over. He's two. Right. And all of a sudden he slipped and he f- slipped right under the water. Now, of course, he would pop right back up because right. it's just the bathtub. Right. But mom's instinct is to quickly reach in and grab him, Yeah. which I did. Now, I couldn't do anything quickly. I couldn't even move. Right. You couldn't even bend over to change his diaper earlier in the day, right? No, without severe pain. Right. So I grab him out, and literally as I did that, I felt what felt like the warmest hand I have ever felt in my life be placed right upon my back. And this warm sensation flowed right down my back. And I heard a sound like, like that. Hmm. And my pain was at a zero. Instantly. Instantly. And I just sat straight up and I gasped. And Crosley said, are you okay, mom? And I said, Crosley, I'm pretty sure Jesus just touched me and healed me. And he said, Huh. Wow. Buddy. And I I was just in disbelief. It's so crazy because I trust so fully and I have so much faith. Right. But I'm confident if I could have seen in the spiritual realm, I would have turned around and seen Jesus standing behind me with his hand on my back. Touching your back. I'm confident of it. Yeah. Because it could have only been Jesus. Right. And I mean, I literally got up and... I got my children out of the bathtub and I got them dressed and dried off and lotioned up things I hadn't done in almost a week. Right. And then I walked down the steps on my own and I walked into my living room. I must've looked stunned (laughs) because my mom looked at me and said, just kind of looked at me and she's like, uh, you okay? And I said, mom, I'm pretty sure Jesus just touched my back and healed me. And she said, praise Jesus. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> and I said, I 
think so. Like, I wouldn't joke about this. I mean, I don't know. I can touch my toes and I can move. And Wow. And I mean, literally have, you know, I woke up this morning. So this is last night. Yeah. I woke up and I literally only feel like I had, I did like a, like a workout routine after a few weeks of being off, hmm. like a little bit of muscle soreness, but not the stabbing, not the severe pain. I mean, it's like, it's gone. That is, that is a miracle. It's a miracle. Jesus touched your body and healed you. Yeah. I, I mean, I've never felt that presence on my body before ever. Like the warmest hand touching me I could ever have felt. Well, and I think it's so amazing too because they, the x-rays that they took of you were unclear. Right. So they actually didn't even know exactly what was wrong. Right. If it was broken ribs or right. a laceration somewhere, what, what was going on. Right. Well, and I had gone to the doctor then a couple days later on Friday. Right. It got to the point where I could not breathe. Right. So we went into our physician, who's a great family friend, and um, he examined me. He didn't want to send me through anything else for extra radiation, so he said, let's hold off. But he examined me and said, yeah, there's something severely wrong with your ribs. They're either broken or they're very misaligned. Right. There was a large contusion on my back, bad bruising. So they had an idea that that's what it was. Yeah. But here's Jesus yeah. who created us, who yes. designed us, who knows us perfectly, yeah. who knows exactly what's going on yeah. when an x-ray and a doctor can't even tell us 100%. And Jesus knew, and he knew exactly when he was going to heal you right? and what he needed you to walk through yeah. for whatever purpose up to that point. And then he he touched you right where that healing needed to take place. What a what a miracle. What a testimony of God's goodness. Yes. That he reaches into the ordinary moments cuz having an injury is is ordinary. Yeah. Uh, I mean it's painful and it's difficult, but it's it's life. You know, right. we go through these things in life and you know the the incredible thing is, you know, my husband had prayed, you had prayed, Heather, my my right. my children had prayed, mm-hmm. my mom had prayed, church was praying. And our physician, Terry, had prayed over me. Mm-hmm. And he prayed. He said, Lord, you have the ability to to heal broken bones yes. if that's what's happened. Yes. So would you do something in her body to heal her yes. and to mm-hmm. take this from her? And, you know, nothing happened in that moment. Right. I still walked out, out of his exam room, not breathing well, in horrific pain. Yep. And and it was a few more days, you know. And um, But the crazy thing is on Sunday, Heather... After I woke up from that nap, I came downstairs. I really wanted to be at church, but I knew I couldn't be. So I jumped onto Hillsong's website, uh-huh. and I decided to listen to their live service. And Pastor Brian Houston got up to preach, and he said, I want to ask a question. He said, what does the word alignment mean to you? Hmm. He said, have you ever been out of alignment and he began to tell a story about a time recently that he slipped and fell and suffered a back injury <laughs> and how his body was out of alignment. Wow. And he goes on to talk about how um, in Acts chapter 15, how Paul was just absolutely determined that his purpose, the people, and the place in his life needed to be in full alignment with God's will for what was to happen next. Hmm. And like I was just sitting there taking notes furiously going, this cannot be happenstance. Right. That I'm sitting here with this severe back injury. This man across the globe from me right. in Australia is preaching on alignment, talking about a back injury. Right. And I'm watching him online. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. God's up to something. I'm not exactly sure what it is. But even just to remind me, like God still does miracles. Yeah, God absolutely. still heals us. Yes, he does. You know, and That's I don't right. think we ask for it often enough. Mm-mm. Or believe that it will happen. Right. Yeah. And then when it does happen, give him the glory for it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so confident Jesus healed me. Mm-hmm. It could only have been that. Yeah. There was nothing else. I mean, a broken rib doesn't heal in an instant. No. It takes weeks. And I couldn't even touch my own back. And I'm right this moment rubbing my hand up and down my back right. with no pain. Right. That's so, amazing. What, a, a, what an astounding. amazing story. And you know what I love about it the most, besides the fact that Jesus healed you, because that's that's the most amazing thing. Yeah. Is that I think it probably will help you also appreciate the ordinary. It will. Because. Putting my own socks on. Right. And 
being able to pick up your child and yes. get snacks and get drinks. And because you couldn't do that for almost a week, you mm-hmm. had to, you literally had to have someone do everything for you. Kip had to literally lower me into bed because mm-hmm. I could not have any movement in my back. Right. And even then, I'll admit, I cried every yeah. night as he put me to bed because yeah, it hurts so, so bad. Painful. Yeah. yeah. So just finding the ability to appreciate the ordinary. Yeah. Hopefully some of us can do it without falling down the steps and having a horrific back injury. Yeah. Maybe we can learn through osmosis, through your experience. Yeah, definitely don't wear slick socks on your steps and hang on, tread lightly. And don't scotch guard your steps. I know, that too. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for sharing that. That's that's such an amazing story and I'm so grateful that, that Jesus healed you and that you're giving him glory and, and yeah. praising him for that. That's... That's so amazing. It is amazing. Thanks for letting me share. It was, uh, yeah, I feel like it's something I'll never forget. And I don't think my children, my, my five-year-old won't for sure. You know, he, no. he'll remember that God. Well, you'll me. talk about it forever. Yeah. You know, it'll be something that your family will set up as a stone. Yes. Of God's goodness. To just, remind us. Just like the Israelites set up those stones. Yeah. You know, when they crossed the river that God had parked parted for them and they said we're going to set these stones up to remind us of God's goodness and I think there we all have those moments in our life some of them may may not be miraculous healings right but they're God's provision for us and, and I think we all have them and do we remember those do we set up those stones? do we talk about them with our children yeah. do we consistently remind ourselves and our kids of God's goodness in our life yeah I think when we do that then our doubt is pushed back right and and we find ourselves not questioning like oh is that of God or is that real because we're reminding ourselves of God's goodness and what he has done and what he's continuing to do in our lives yeah absolutely that's that's good I agree it's another thing pastor Brian said Brian Houston on Sunday he said that saved and grace equals alignment by God and it's just you know, you think about God's grace in our life, mm-hmm. in all of our lives, every single day. Mm-hmm. The things we can see and the things we can't see. Right. You know, the things we can see is his His grace to forgive our shortcomings every day. Yeah. And then the things we can't see, that he has grace over our lives in. Um, but that we're just saved by his grace. And that's us being aligned by God. Yeah. And when, you're, when your body is in alignment... Mm-hmm. You can do anything. You yeah. can function the way he's created you to function. Right. And then when our spirit is in alignment with God, yep. you know, it's, that's how I felt those four days when I was so intentional about spending time with Jesus. Like yes. the whole day, I just felt like my spirit was in alignment with him. Yes. Nothing was like amazing. Right. Everything was normal as it typically is, but it was so beautiful and harmonious and just peaceful, peaceful mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. you felt his presence with you. Like, I mean, I still had to discipline my kids right. and do the normal laundry that was dirty, but Your things just still went got crumbs well. all over them. Yeah. And, and I just, like, my patience level was in alignment with him. My joy right. level was in alignment with him. And I just think that's where we're at in life is just every day, Lord, align me with you. Mm-hmm. Like, let me experience your love and then let me give your love to others. Because, I mean, this week, Heather, that's what you and Mom and Kip and Holly, you know, that's what you guys have done in our family. Mm -hmm. You've helped us be aligned with people and with Jesus Mm -hmm. on a week that has been pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I I think it is good for us to say, too, that Seasons look different for everyone. So sometimes that alignment is hours that you get to spend reading or writing or studying God's word or pouring through scripture or reading devotionals or listening to podcasts. And those are great. Yeah. But sometimes the seasons are you have littles at home that are always on you constantly and you don't have even five minutes by yourself. You don't have that quiet time. And I think that it's good to remember that, to remember right. that alignment with the Holy Spirit, alignment with Jesus, um, 
can look different in different seasons of your life. It's choosing to make it a priority, Absolutely. even if it's only a few minutes Absolutely. by yourself. And that was one thing that my husband, Chris, preached at church on Sundays. He said, those moments of silence that we mm-hmm. have with the Lord, with Jesus, are so important. Mm-hmm. Um and if we can just, even if we can just go into our closet for, for five minutes or two minutes, if even if you only have two minutes, you know, yeah. to go and just be quiet and listen and that we've created so much of our own noise in our life that has um, kept us from being able to hear God's voice because of all of that noise and because of our own chatter and our own uh, worry about everything. And so just just being quiet and letting God speak to us. And that's when we hear the whisper. And I hear this all the time. People say, well, I don't feel like God speaks to me. I think he is speaking to every single one of us. I don't think God is ever silent. I think it's that our noise is is too loud. It's drowning him out. And so my challenge to all of you and to myself would be make sure you have those moments every single day to align yourself, yes. even just to go into your closet or your bathroom or where wherever you can get away just by yourself, just for a couple minutes, your car when you're driving, turn off the radio and just say, God, I'm listening. Yes. What do you, what do you want to speak to me today? Yes. And um, I think it, it's life changing. It really is. It is. It's so peaceful those moments on Sunday morning in that silence Mm -hmm. was so peaceful and it's like it was it was like Jesus was taking this huge vessel of water and filling my spirit up Mm -hmm. with it just filling me up yeah you know and it, it wasn't like there was even anything massively wrong other than my back injury right but just like breathing peace over my spirit right and it felt so refreshing okay well here's a question because maybe you're not like this, but I feel like sometimes when I when I try to have those moments, those quiet moments, like I can't shut my brain off. Yeah, it just it just goes 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 goes. And my brain, I already feel like it's like trying to go to sleep at night. I sure. can't turn it off. Yeah. I, I'm not that person. My husband can fall asleep in like ten seconds flat, yeah. and he's just out. Mm-hmm. And then I'm laying there forever because I can't shut my brain off. I'm thinking about something going on. You know what what my to do list is tomorrow, or who I need to call, or um, and so. I find too sometimes when I try to have those quiet moments mm-hmm. that they're not quiet. Mm-hmm. They're quiet in in terms of there's no outside noise, but mm-hmm. the noise in my brain. Yeah. The noise in my mind is so loud. So do you struggle with that? And how do you we how do you combat that? No, that's good. Yes, I do struggle with that. The thing that comes to my mind, it's from the scripture and it says, but my thoughts are higher than your thoughts mm-hmm. and my ways are higher than your ways. Mm-hmm. And that's a comfort to me because yeah. when my thoughts are still loud mm-hmm. and they're still crazy, yeah, his thoughts are higher than that. Mm-hmm. So his thoughts trump our right. crazy, mm-hmm. our loud, our thoughts. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, as you're trying to have that two-minute moment with God, trying to silence yourself, your mind starts to wonder to your grocery list, just re- like, Lord, speak to me. Yeah. Silence my, my yeah. thoughts. Let my thoughts be thoughts from you. And then be intentional about listening what floats across your mind next. Right. Because almost always mm-hmm. it's going to be a thought from him. Yeah. His thoughts that are higher than ours. Right. And I mean, I sensed that on Sunday morning for sure was just that softening, that quieting, yeah. that stillness. So good. And just remind, it did take a moment or two, like, Lord, bring my thoughts onto you. And I felt like that's when he began to speak into me. Well, I guess that's when I began to hear. When you begin to hear. Yeah. Yeah, because I think he's always speaking. Yes. I think he's I think he's always showing us, telling us, guiding us, breathing life into us, breathing inspiration into us. And it, it sometimes it comes through his words, sometimes it comes through whispers yeah. that you hear yeah. in your heart and your mind and your soul. Sometimes it comes through um, anything, a commercial that you see or someone that you meet when you're out and about or in nature. He's uh, always speaking to us, but are yes. we listening yes are we listening an instagram post that confirms what he's already spoken to you yes or someone sending you a text that confirms like god is he's so good to me i'm a visual learner yeah he's so good to he'll he'll put this idea on my head and my heart show me something in his word and then he'll almost always confirm it to me through people yeah 
like mm-hmm. a, a text from you or a, a friend that, that shoots me an encouraging message or uh, someone posting on Instagram whom I don't even know. Right. But they've sh- it's shown up in my search field and something that just, you know, confirms right. that he's spoken. And it makes me go, yeah, that was God, wasn't yeah. it? That wasn't haphazard. Yeah. And acknowledging that it that that's God. Yes. I, I think we often just believe that it's just happenstance. Right. Um, but it's not. No. Those are those are God moments. Yes. That's God loving his children, mm-hmm. knowing his children intimately and saying, okay, I'm going to give them this little blessing. I'm going to do this for them. I'm going to show them my love this way. Yes. And, and when we can acknowledge that and go, that was for my heavenly father. Yes. That was because he loves me. That was because he knows that I'm hurting this week. Yes. He sent that friend. Mm-hmm. He, he had that person send me that text because God knew I needed it. Right. And that's how intimately he cares for right. us, for his children. It's no different than you and I as parents. Every day we do things to show our kids that we care for them. Yeah. That we love them. Yep. That they could do anything that's wrong and we'd still forgive them. Yeah. And let them be a part of our family. Right. And I mean, it's no different with the Father God for us. You yeah. know, we're adults, but he still lavishes his love on his children no matter how old we become. Right. Because we're his, and yes. he delights in us, and he's the God of the universe. Yes, so he can do anything. He can uh, heal uh, us in a moment. In a moment, with heal one us. touch. What a good way to start our very first podcast is with a miracle. Yeah, an ordinary yeah. day that turned into a beautiful miracle. Yeah, it really is beautiful. I, I. I feel a little speechless about it now because it's just, I mean, only God. Only God. Yeah. Shout it from the rooftops. Only God. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Yes, you're welcome. I hope it blesses someone and gives someone the courage to believe that God is so specific and intimate about being detailed in our lives and blessing us when we need it the most. And strengthen someone's faith today. Yes. To remember that miracles still happen. They do. And that all you need is just a little bit of faith. Yes. The Bible says a mustard seed. And if you've seen a mustard seed, it's tiny. It is. It's so tiny. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not this giant, huge plant with obvious signs of growth. No. It's a tiny little mustard seed. And that's that's all the faith that you need to believe. Right. Yes. And God will, will do miracles in your life. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening. We hope that you've connected with something. Um, if there's anything that we can pray with you over, feel free to jump onto our Instagram, the H&H Hour, and leave a comment. Heidi and I love to pray. We yes. love to pray specifics for people. Mm-hmm. So send us a message or put a comment on there on how we can be praying for you. And we will see you on the next H&H Hour.